My friends, the two men most likely to square off next election day for president of the United States have held notably different conversations with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. On July 25th, 2019, then-President Donald Trump spoke with Zelensky from the White House residence, ostensibly to congratulate Zelensky on his election. During that conversation, Trump reminded Zelensky that, quote, the United States has been very good to Ukraine. I wouldn't say that it's reciprocal, necessarily, because things are happening that are not good, but the United States has been very, very good to Ukraine. Trump knew full well that Zelensky was desperate for some demonstration of support from the American president. Some 13,000 of Zelensky's people already had been killed in the five-year conflict between Russian-backed separatists and government forces in Ukraine. Nonetheless, just days before phoning Zelensky, Trump froze nearly $400 million of U.S. aid to Ukraine. Then Trump continued with his conversation. I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. There's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. I'll have Giuliani give you a call, and I'm also going to have Attorney General Barr call, and we will get to the bottom of it, unquote. Zelensky did not want to offend Trump, but he did not commit to helping Trump dig up dirt on the son of the, of the person most likely to oppose Trump in 2020 election. Fast forward. On February 11, 2023, Joe Biden spoke directly with Zelensky in Kiev. On the first anniversary of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Biden noted that, quote, one year later, Kiev stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. For Trump, Ukraine was a pawn to get dirt on Biden before the 2020 election. For Biden, Ukraine is a critical ally in America's fight against global tyranny. As, 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 as Biden said Tuesday in Warsaw, Putin's invasion of Ukraine tested, quote, all democracies. Yet one year later, the democracies of the world have grown stronger, not weaker. But the autocrats of the world have grown weaker, not stronger, unquote. Trump's goal in speaking with Zelensky in 2019 was the aggrandizement of Donald Trump. That was to be expected. As president, Trump had no agenda except to feed his monstrous ego. Trump described his 1818 call with Zelensky as, quote, perfect, unquote, because Trump saw nothing wrong in suggesting that continuing U.S. support for Ukraine should hinge on Zelensky helping Trump win re-election. Yet that phone call posed a direct challenge to American democracy. The use of presidential power to solicit a foreign nation's help in getting re-elected was not only barred by law and the Constitution, it also had the potential of undermining public trust in our system of government. Biden's goal in speaking with Zelensky in Kiev was the opposite, to strengthen democracy against authoritarianism. As Biden explained, he made the dangerous trip because, quote, I thought it was critical 
that there not be any doubt, none whatsoever, about U.S. support for Ukraine in the, in the war. It's not just about freedom in Ukraine. It's about freedom of democracy at large, unquote. For Biden, American policy, both foreign and domestic, should be premised on protecting democracy from anti-democratic forces seeking to undermine it, whether Vladimir Putin or Donald Trump. Biden's speech in Warsaw came just hours after Putin gave his own address in Moscow. Putin characterized the war in Ukraine as an existential struggle against the West, which he claimed started the war. In response, Biden charged that Putin chose this war and that, quote, every day the war continues is his choice, unquote. In making the trip to Kiev, the oldest president in America and American history also demonstrated the stamina and grit of someone decades younger. Biden departed Andrews Air Force Base outside Washington, D.C. early Sunday morning, landed in Poland, took a 10-hour train ride from the Polish border, and arrived in the kiev Pazyskarski station roughly 24 hours after leaving Washington. He then met with Zelensky at Marinsky Palace, joined him at Lviv at the Hall of Remembrance at St. Michael's Golden Domed Monastery, and stopped by the U.S. Embassy to meet with staff before heading back to the Polish border by train and the total to Warsaw. The undertaking also required courage. Biden is the first president since Lincoln to venture into a war zone not under the control of American forces. Donald Trump's conversation with Zelensky in 2019 required neither stamina, nor grit, nor courage. It did show determination, but determination not to protect American democracy. To the contrary, it showed Trump's fanatical resolve to remain in power. Democracy be damned.